All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Hospitality Cashflow Podcast. I am your co-host, Noble Crawford, and today we have a special, special guest. It's going to be an absolute treat. Uh, my man, Will Slickers, is in the building, and he will be sharing the mic with me today. So I am absolutely looking forward to everything that we're going to get out of this conversation. And with that said, we are going to go ahead and kick it off. Let's go. Welcome to the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast, where you'll learn how to leverage short-term accommodations using multifamily and residential properties. With over 35 years in hospitality, real estate, technology, and sales and marketing experience, our hosts, Matt Anisis and Noble Crawford, along with an expert panel of guests, invite you to listen in as they share their knowledge, best practices, tools, and resources to help you maximize cash flow using real estate for hospitality. All right, all right, all right, all right, folks. Uh, welcome to another episode. I am so excited for this one today. Again, we have my man, Will Slickers, on the show. And, uh, Will, we're going to go ahead and jump right in, man. I know that, uh, you know, I, I, I met you on, on Clubhouse. I've listened to your podcast numerous times. Will runs the Slick Talk podcast, another hospitality podcast, a great one in the space. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that um, recently... Uh, Will was voted uh, the 2021 uh, USA Top 50 Hospitality Influencer. Uh, so, welcome, Will, welcome to the Hospitality Cashflow Podcast. Please go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you again for having me on the Hospitality Cashflow Podcast. Super pumped. Um, to, to get right in, um, yeah, I was listed uh, Top 50. Uh, recently, which was really exciting. I woke up on a Saturday morning and got a notification on my phone that, boom, there I was on this list of 50 global or yeah, 50 US uh, influencers in hospitality. It was really cool to see the the awesome names and some friends and colleagues there. So I'm uh, really thankful for that. But I started out really in the, like on the front line in hotels. I worked for an autograph collection under Marriott uh, when I was really young, after I had a failed chauffeur and uh, event business, I should have, I, I've been thinking about it too. Like I, I have some ideas on how I could have like saved that business now that I know all the stuff that I learned from that. But I'm like, damn. Anyways, uh, I started out in the, like the front lines of this autograph collection hotel, 716 rooms, 60,000 square feet of event space, multiple bars and restaurants, valet, room service, you name it. And I was at the front desk. I, you know, probably on an average day would do three to 400 check-ins alone. Uh, and wow. just, yeah, had no experience, never been in hotels before. And, uh, that was where I started and it, it was with Marriott. So like getting that brand standard, uh, instilled into me right out the gate was, I think like the biggest part of why I love hospitality because I was trained right. And I was given that standard right out the gate. Um, so yeah, from there I went to the Oregon coast. I started becoming a manager, uh, from there, I created the podcast because I had that entrepreneurial itch that I couldn't, you know, scratch and was like, yeah, screw it. I'll start a podcast, see, see what happens just for fun. I had no friends or family in the area. So other than work, I, I came home and I would just listen to podcasts in the hospitality world to try to learn more. But I couldn't find anything that I liked, anything that was attractive for people like me that are, you know, young and ambitious in the space. And so I was like, okay, I do this. And it was a fun, like little side project. And as I learned more, 
uh, through my management career, I was getting like a lot more guests and uh, became really like a growing business that right, right, like really quickly um, had a waiting list of people to be on the show and just couldn't balance that working a property and then coming home and doing a recording and editing and copywriting and marketing and all this other stuff. So um, at the end of 2019, uh, I jumped my job. I, I, I gave him three weeks notice said, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go do this full time while I was actually starting a, a management company for vacation rentals at the same time. So doing both. And uh, long story short, December 27th, 2019 was my last day with a W2. And I, I haven't looked back since. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. So much to unpack there. So you went from semi-failed opportunity to the Marriott, to the Oregon coast, to the podcast, to the property management and, uh, and never look back. Never look back. Yeah. And the podcast opened up so many doors. That's how I learned about, well, my parents had a vacation rental. They had the small little two bedroom Airbnb that they were doing. And uh, I was like, this is like a mini hotel. What are you guys talking about? And they're like, Oh, we don't know even know what to do. How do we do this? And I was like, ah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And they've been crushing ever since. That's been like about six years that they've had that. And it's made the most revenues ever made. And they're like, yeah, this is great. Um, but that's how I got into it. And then the podcast slowly started to shift that way. I thought my audience was hotel and restaurant people, but the more I started kind of mentioning vacation rentals, the more guests and, you know, service providers in the space started reaching out and saying, Hey, I heard you mention vacation rentals. Yeah. You, you interested in having us on the show? And it just kind of shifted automatically. So. Got it. Got it. So let's, let's unpack that. So, you know, your start with the Marriott, right? Um, how instrumental would you say that was to um, what you've done up to this point, having that foundation? It was key. And I go back to this one conversation. I, I walked in, I remember, so I'll try to shorten it, but I had a conversation with my best friend because after I, I closed my business, I, I was, I was lost. I was like, what do I do? I, I don't want to, like, I, I experienced freedom for uh, a, a brief second. Right. And, um, he goes, Oh dude, the, the car wash is hiring down the road. You can walk to work. It saves you money. It's $15 an hour. Like go do that. And I was like, a car wash, like no, nothing against car wash, but I was like, I was wearing a suit and tie every day, picking up people from the airport and doing all the chauffeur stuff. Like I just, I can't do it. And I remember picking up these guests at the hotel at that Marriott. Um, I picked them up, pulled into the valet and just remember looking in, it's all this glass and I could see the, the beautiful chandelier and the fireplace and the ambiance in the lobby. I could feel it. I was like, I was like, dang, that's the place I want to be. And, uh, I remember picking them up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go apply there. I'm just going to put on my suit and tie go out and see what happens, bring my resume. And I did. And the manager's like, Hey, do you have time for an interview right now? And I was like, uh, wow. yeah, at, they were my last hotel too. I applied at a couple other ones on the way. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm ready for an interview. So did an interview and he goes, I'm going to hire you on the spot. And I was like, what? And he's like, cause you answered two questions, right? And, uh, the only reason if you answered them wrong and flip flop the answers, it would have been a no. Uh, but he goes, the first question was, are you good with people? And I said, yeah, I, you know, I'm a seventh child of seven. I've always been the class clown. Like I love people. That's kind of like where I thrive. And he's like, how are you with software tech, stuff like that? And I was like, eh, I, I'm good. I'm a millennial. Like I, I'm good with my phone and computer, but I don't know like much of the, you know, I don't know. I've never worked in a hotel before. So he goes, okay, like that's teachable. And I was like, yeah, I'm easy to learn. Like I can learn that in a snap. And he's like, all right, great. If you answer those wrong, if you answer flip flop, like, yeah, I'm not really great with people, but I'm great with software. Like you get me in front of a computer, I can smash it. 
uh, he, he was said no. And uh, that was like, uh, when he told me that I was just like, dang, okay, that's great. Like, that's all I needed to know. That's, it gave me the confidence. It was like, you're great with people. Don't worry about the rest. Go for it. Uh, uh, I love it. I love it. Man, seventh of <laughs> seven kids. So you're the youngest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's probably why you're great with people right there. <laughs> you, you got five a lot sisters. of siblings to get along with, right? <laughs> yeah, or not. And one brother. And so it, it definitely uh, instilled a little bit of that, that people, like you have to balance a lot of personality with that. So yeah, it's good. It's definitely a, a, a key feature. So you, so you're at the Marriott, you kind of cut your teeth on this, this guest customer service, guest experience sort of thing. What took you to the Oregon coast and when, what were you doing out there? Yeah. So I was at that property for a good couple of years and had my regular guests. I still talk to him to this day, actually, Mr. Rhodes, Miss Malone, Mr. Chardine. Like I know them, like became really embedded in that property. And, um, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn about revenue management. I wanted to learn why do we select certain room types and why do we shuffle rooms and do all this stuff in the ADR and revenue management and never really got to experience it just because the volume of busyness, like there, when it was slow, it wasn't slow because you had all this other stuff you had to do. Um, so the mentorship just wasn't there. I wanted to, I wanted to experience more. I want to have more one-on-ones with my, with my director of rooms, with my, you know, general district manager who oversaw the other properties and all this other stuff. Right. I wanted to have that. And they were honest. They were like, Hey, we'll try when we can, but we're like, it's really hard for us to even get that time with our bosses. And I was like, okay, like makes sense. Uh, but anyways, I, I had enough of the point where I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't like, I feel like I know my position so well. I, I could still go back to that property today and check everybody in. Mm-hmm. Like I never left. Like, I feel like I, that confident, I like knew my job in and out, thick and through. I was training everybody on how to do it. And I actually created their training process now that they still use actually right. um, because of just the confidence and the knowledge I had on that position. Um, so I moved to the Oregon coast because I remember growing up uh, as a kid going there, you know, one weekend uh, or one week uh, out of the summer to go experience the beach. And I was like, screw it. I'm young. I'm single. I got no kids. I got nothing. Like I don't have a house. Like I don't, I'm, out. I can go to the beach and live on the beach and, and learn that independent side where I can probably get better mentorship. And I did. I, I, I uh, went to a company that gave me employee housing for three months to figure out how to get situated in the area. The owner and I still email and, uh, and communicate, but, you know, creating that real hospitality brand and that, that experience and on a local level that you don't have all these, you know, brand standards from a corporate uh, uh, position going down. So, that's kind of what, what got me out there. And now what type of property was that out there in Oregon? Yeah. So it, actually there's a, a family of properties, but one was a family resort. And then the other one was a fine dining, like five star, like James Cameron, the director, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, or yeah, Brad Cooper, a couple of those other like big famous people would go to like, it's a nice, nice resort. Um, I don't even know. Was, I would consider it a five star. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> If I remember correctly, in uh, in just in previous conversations with you, uh, somewhere in your path, um, there's a castle story, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so let's fast forward, and because I've been dying to 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 get more information on this and to ask you about this, because to me it's just absolutely phenomenal. And so, but I'm we're following this progression, right? So you mm-hmm. get into the hospitality space with Marriott. Um, and then you cut your teeth there and you kind of become an expert 
you know, at your job, at your position, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And but you're you're looking for something more than what that they can provide you. And so you transition out of there. You're at the out at the Oregon coast at the resort with all the celebs and, and, and stuff like that. So so now you have that just top tier uh, environment that you're working around with these celebrities. Um, so how did you get from there um, to the castle? Yeah. So, uh, long story short in my hometown, like I'm in the middle of, uh, Seattle and the, the Canadian border. So pretty like a small town that no one's really heard of. Like, you know, Seattle, when I say I'm from Washington, everyone's like, Oh, Seattle, how is it? Like I've always wanted to go. I'm like, I'm like an hour and a half drive, man. I don't know. I don't go out there often. (laughs) Um, so I saw on Facebook, there's a video of this castle and I was like, that's it. That's like 10 minutes away from where I grew up. Why, why did I not know this castle was there? Um, so I reached out and was like, Hey, I have this podcast. I'd love to actually talk to you about it, uh, about being on the show. And this was when I was also starting to get, like, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't getting into the management space yet. I was getting more like, Hey, let me be a revenue management consultant. Cause I got my certification through Cornell or trying to figure out how to use extra skills to make like a side hustle. And, um, so I was talking to them and just seeing this castle is 22,000 square foot had like a poker room, a movie theater, a ballroom. It's on five acres. Uh, the master suite itself is a wing of the, like the whole building. Like it's a whole wing alone. Like you have a dry sauna, you had um, a steam room, uh, your own private balcony, uh, an office that was like a, connected to a library, a his and hers bathroom and his and hers closet. And uh, it was just it was wild. 24 karat gold sink feature. <laughs> like it was nuts. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so let me back up. Cause I want to make sure I'm following the timeline. So after the Oregon coast, um, then you launched the podcast and the property management before going to the castle. I I was actually doing the podcast while the Oregon coast. So while managing, like doing that hotel stuff, I was doing that when I came home, I would come home and just play around with, you know, anchor and podcasting and all that stuff. Um, so that was all happening behind the scenes. Uh, so yeah, it, then the podcast, you know, seeing this castle online, reaching out to them to be on the podcast turned into, all right, vacation rentals started getting the wheel turning and vacation. Like how do I create a hospitality vacation rental brand, all that type of stuff. What does it take to become a manager? Like uh, other than my parents' property, you know, all that stuff. Uh, that's where it started to kind of wing one down. Got it. Okay. Cause I want to, I want to help the listeners to understand like your progression through the entire uh, hospitality space because, um, you know, you have literally like played in almost every facet of this space. Right. And so this is just, this is just phenomenal to me. Okay. So the podcast, um, what gave you the idea to even want to launch the podcast? Let's start. Yeah. Uh, So you, you obviously know Gary V Tony Robbins. Um, They did it like a little YouTube clip together and I'm a big fan of both. Uh, Tony Robbins has been a big inspiration for me. Uh, I struggled with a lot with like, uh, you know, in a younger age, I was homeless. I, I struggled with depression and drugs and all this other craziness. Um, and I just clinged to Tony Robbins and the advice that he gave out. And um, I remember seeing them doing like this video together and literally Gary V goes to the mic. Hey, idiot. If you have an idea about anything, something you're passionate about, blah, blah, blah. Like get a $20 mic on Amazon, get on anchor.fm and create a podcast. That was it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Okay. $20 mic, went on Amazon, did it, went to anchor.fm. It's free and uh, created the podcast. And I was like, always played with like my last name slickers. So I was like, I love Ted talks too. And I was like, yeah, t- 
like slick talk sounds like fun, but I looked up on Apple. There's tons of slick talks out there. So I had to add the hospitality podcast just to make it known for what I wanted it to be. Um, that's really <laughs> the story behind it. Nothing that, special. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty cool. Actually. I remember when, uh, when I, I've done a few podcasts, but I want to remember when I did my first one and, uh, you, you know, John Lee Dumas is right. Yeah. And so yep. he, he was at the time when I, I got in, he was doing the daily everyday podcast. So when I got in, I was like, man, I'm gonna be the, the next black John Lee Dumas, right? <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna podcast every day, man. After about the first four or five episodes, I was like, Oh no, like, like there's a lot of work, right? It really yep. is. Um, so let's, let's dig into that a little bit because, um, you know, I'm in the space and so I get a chance to pick your brain for free. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so how, how did you like, um, you're, you're launching the podcast, um, you, you got the name figured out and everything. Like, how did you go about reaching out and getting, uh, you know, your first guest and like, what did that process look like? Yeah. Well, the, my first get my first real guest was her name is Erica Norris and her and I were actually friends in Spokane when I was doing that show for thing. She was actually the media like advertising content creator company that I hired uh, in order to do my social media stuff. Um, we actually became really good friends. And so she's an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Like I was, I was just really going through my network of people that I knew. I was like, uh, who would be fun to interview? And I called her and was like, Hey, how do you feel about being on my podcast? I just started. You'd be literally my first guest. Like, or we're maybe an episode deep, like that's it. And she was like, yeah, love to. So we just talked about her journey and just, it was really fun. And it wasn't hospitality focused at all, but it was really just a, I think a good starting point. I was comfortable with her. Um, I had no, you know, uh, I guess like peer pressure to perform a certain way or to have a great, you know, conversation flow. It was really just trying to, get comfortable behind a microphone because I, I wasn't very comfortable. Um, and from there, uh, I, I really struggled. Like if you, I, I keep them on the podcast because I think it's really important to like show the progression. But, uh, I, I thought about deleting like the first maybe 10 episodes because <laughs> man, it's brutal. It's so brutal. Um, going into it. But after a couple episodes, figuring out like solo play, I was listening to other podcasts and kind of like mimicking, you know, what others were doing, trying to figure out what worked. And I just wasn't digging the style. Like I just wasn't, I wasn't happy doing it. I was like, yeah, I just feel like it's just like every other podcast, right? I don't want to do that. Um, and, you know, get, like getting the the podcast intro and the outro what literally went on Fiverr. I've the same one. I've had the podcast for three years five bucks. I went on Fiverr and hired this lady to do an intro and outro. And it's still the same one I use today with a couple little twists to it, but she, yeah, that's all it really takes. It doesn't take anything super crazy. Um, and so long story short, after the first like 10 episodes, just trying to figure it out. This is one episode and it was about, um, it's talking about like, you know, OTAs in general and, and just like this, like, you know, the power behind having a direct, conversation with your guests, a direct connection versus an OTA. And my first reach out was my business partner today, actually for our management company, a uh, 25 year veteran in the hospitality world, hotels, you name it, St. Regis, all these big brands. And he was like, Hey, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, excuse me if I can't swear on the show. Um, but I was like, Holy shit. Like this guy's got 25 years of experience. I'm only like three or four years in. Um, and he wants to be on my show. So, uh, we did a three episode series actually, and, and really hit it off. And that was like the changing moment where I was like, this is how the show is going to go. And, uh, uh 
Nice, nice. So, so fast forward to to today. You you have like one of the uh, top rated, you know, hospitality short term rental focused uh, podcasts uh, that's available right now. And so, um, you've been really successful. Something that I've noticed in picking up sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how did how did that start for you? At what point did you decide, hey, this is something I want to do? I want to you know allow sponsors to come in and support. And, and yeah. what does that process look like kind of reaching out to them? Yeah, it was really hard in the beginning, to be honest, because when I quit my day job as a hotel manager to do it full time with the property management stuff, like the property management stuff wasn't even taken off yet either. Like, so that I had no income really. I wasn't, I didn't like, I saved up about 10 grand and I turned down a 10K, uh, 10 grand bonus too. Uh, I, if I stayed a few extra days at that hotel, I would have been given a, a yearly bonus. Oh, but wow. um I, I was just like, no, I, this is what I wanted to do. Um, so I saved up a little bit of money, not much, but enough to like, Hey, if, if it really sucks and fails, like you at least have something. Right. Um, and so I, I just remember it was like sink or swim. And I kept telling myself sink or swim, sink or swim, sink or swim. And, um, you know, 2019 was a really good year for a lot of companies. Um, was, you know, I'm not saying that we're not in a good position now for a lot of places, but um, it was a really good year. People were spending a lot of money on marketing and um, it was really rough because I had to like kind of create the content in order to attract them. I couldn't just say, oh, I interview anybody and everybody in the hospitality world. Uh, I had to be like, hey, I'm doing a 10 episode series about the vacation rental masterminds in our space. And I would love to have you be a, a guest uh, as part of that 10 episode, but then also see if you guys are willing to sponsor. Um, and that was kind of like the conversation, but really a lot of them, I took on in the beginning was like, Hey, can I say that you sponsor the show in order to help get real paying sponsors? Like, I just want to be affiliated with you. I line up with you. Um, it was rough, like, you know, trying to figure that out. And I'm not a person that likes asking for money. Like, you know, I, I didn't know right. how to change into a, like a business. Um, and so it was, it was different, but I got a really good series going. People were sponsoring it. AirDNA, Breezeway, a few other uh, companies were, um, we're sponsoring. So I was like, Hey, this is great. This is a great start. I can, I have proof of concept. Right. And, um, so from there, uh, you know, COVID hit, I got stuck in London from a, a conference that was when I, I was at, uh, because that's when everything shut down when I was actually in London, uh, got back and all sponsors, all guests, all management company bookings, everything canceled, done. Can't wow. do it. The whole world shut down. And yeah. so, um, thankfully, I had the national guard under my belt and I got activated for COVID testing and I was on orders for about six months. So that helps uh, take away the income that I was losing out on from, you know, what was supposed to be a great first year of entrepreneurship, traveling, doing interviews and all the other stuff, the way it was going. But then, you know, out out of the blue, um, we had this pandemic hit. So, man, you know what? One of the things I like about doing these interviews, right? I learned so much more about folks um just through this 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 podcast uh process i I had no idea that you were the seventh of seven uh (laughs) i I had no idea you know that you had you know you 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 struggle with some uh substance abuse type stuff like yeah uh, you know that's not normal conversation that we talk about right i had no idea you were in the national guard right you know thank (laughs) you for your service by the way thank you you. um so so this is you know i I love just kind of getting to know you in a in a more deeper level but your your story is phenomenal the whole i'm gonna title this episode the hospitality experience right Uh, (laughs) because you have gone through the whole gamut so we up to the podcast you've launched that it's becoming wildly successful um it's picking up a lot of traction 
position and in 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 there somewhere you start um the property management space right and this kind of led you on this trajectory of where you are right now so tell us like how that got started and then kind of where that's taking you to present day yeah. Well, I, uh, I can say right now, I've, I'm going to shorten it for you just because uh, I exited that business originally that I started with the castle and all that other stuff uh, back in November um, of 2020. But really just starting out with these partners, they had all these properties, these mansions, these castles and stuff like that um, with more to come, you know, with these real estate investors. And I was really the the software, the tech, the marketing, the guest experience type guy. The rest of them were, you know, um, my other partner, she was focused on the legal, the paperwork, the setup of housekeeping and payroll and all that stuff. And the other one was focused on the actual property operations, you know, making sure that housekeeping was scheduled, that the standards were being met, the communications with the guests, all that stuff. Um, I was really the, the background with software, working on stuff like with NoiseAware or with uh, Hostfully for the PMS and doing all this other stuff. Um, and long story short, exit the business. Uh, we all wanted to go different ways and totally understandable. And then um, I was just doing the podcast full time and then created our brand uh, recreation rentals now. So uh, my business partner, who's the first real industry guest that I had on the podcast, he and I have been friends for the last three years and just really got to connect. And he moved to the same area where I'm at. And uh, we've been just doing nonstop like communications back and forth. And he was like, man, what's up with all this vacation rental stuff I'm seeing? And I was like, Oh man, you got, you got a day or two to talk. And he's like <laughs> a day or two. And I was like, it's not something we're going to cover in an hour. Right. And uh, we had that conversation and, and it started our, our business recreation uh, rentals. And it's all about experiential hospitality. So taking the automations and the tech and all the other stuff that we talk about on clubhouse and all this other stuff, but then really adding, okay, how can we automate it so good and get in such a good system uh, with, obviously we're still going to jump in and communicate with guests and do other stuff, but how can we do it so good that it frees up our time in order mm. to then, take moments and make them exponential. Like how do we find that, you know, couple that's getting away for the weekend and make it that their stay when they walk in that door and they enter in their door code, that they're just like, holy crap. Like they got us a glass of, or they got us a bottle of this wine that is from this brewery or this uh, winery that we actually went to on our honeymoon or whatever. Like, I don't know, you can go get it creative with it. Um, that's what we want to focus on. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And so, so as I understand it, and we talked a little bit before we uh, hit the record button, but you've recently uh, landed a huge opportunity, right? Yeah. So yeah. I would love for you to, because again, we want to take the listeners uh, full circle, right? <laughs> and uh, and so I would love for you to kind of explain what this opportunity is that you have uh, recently uh, been afforded uh, the, uh, the opportunity to work with and, um, and you know, what, what that's going to look like for your future and all the things involved with that. Yeah. Um, so one of the podcast guests, uh, Cindy defender for, from, um, Orion house, uh, she was one of the creators and founders of Nido, which was a Airbnb backed business where, um, you get these multifamily buildings that have lease agreements. So normal tenants that are, you know, anywhere from six to 12 month leases, uh, but then you implement a home sharing program where you standardize the building and the unit numbers, kind of like a hotel where you have queen rooms, king rooms, suites, penthouses, you name it. Um, standardize it like that in the flow of the, the rooms. But then you encourage them to get on a home sharing program. So they not only have their lease that they're living in, but they can also sign another one and another one, kind of like a master lease. And they activate. 
on the back end, their unit to be active on Airbnb and, uh, and to be allowed to be rented. So obviously there's a lot of brand standards. There's a lot of custom, you know, like, all right, you have to have like X par linens and all this other stuff. And then owner's closet to put all your stuff away, depersonalize. Um, but you get a 75, 25 split. Uh, so you're paying your lease. Uh, you're making extra money. We're managing it all for you. We're the check-in We're the, all the other stuff. You just open up your calendar. And uh, they, wow. the first year they did 5 million in revenue. Whoa. Yeah. First year they did 5 million. And um, I won't get into too much of the details on why uh, Nito is no longer alive. Uh, it's due to some, you know, crazy stuff. Uh, but uh, now that that's over, um, they created a Ryan house, which is a, a similar, you know, model. And uh, they just landed 10 buildings across depressed inventory in hotels. So now these 10 buildings are actually hotels under a certain flag that are going to be split. And that, you know, bottom half, you know, two or three floors will be hotel operated. And then the remaining floors are going to be turned into tenant type buildings where you can have those lease agreements where it's, uh, you know, six, 12 months, uh, but there's going to be a home sharing program uh, incorporated for this uh, community. Wow. So the total of like 1,588 units with another 3,500 to follow. And, and so, so what's your specific role? Like, what are you in charge of? Yeah. So I've been helping a, a consult and advise on the tech stack and the operation flow on how that's going to work and, you know, what kind of PMS you need to use revenue management, um, access control. So how are the guests going to check in versus checking with the hotel, you know, with getting a key code or anything like that. And then of course, uh, everything on beyond, beyond the scene. So, um, it's been really fun and, uh, different, you know, like I get to interview all these people on the show and now I'm basically taking my whole, you know, just deployment of, uh, information and people on the show and network and just be like, all right, one, two, three, four option, A, B, C, D, like, let's go through it and just figure it out. And, getting to, you know, learn all these situations, um, these solutions throughout the last couple of years, it's been really cool because I don't use all of them, but I use a good handful of them and to, you know, connect those relationships was really awesome. Man, that's amazing. Um, and, and I, I honestly believe, you know, I'm a true believer that, you know, um, everything in your past, you know, kind of helps define your, your, your future, your present and your future. So all of the stuff that you've kind of been through up to this point, all of those conversations and relationships that you've built over the podcast, all of that's going to come full circle uh, logistically for you anyway, as, as y'all launch this thing out. And that's a, just a huge, a huge undertaking, but a, just a phenomenal opportunity. So man, congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. When they reached out to me, they're like, Hey, do you mind advising us on tech? And I was like, what? Really? Me? Like you like you're on the pie. Like we, that's the cool thing though. Is like, I, it's very rare to have a guest on the show where we don't become like affiliates in some way or form with networking or events or more episodes, something, right? Like it's, it's usually a continuous collaboration. There's very few guests where it's like record. Thank you for being on the show. Your episode's published and never really talk after that. Um, so to see it kind of come together like that was really cool, especially because like as I've been forming like sponsorship and partnership relationships with the show and then also just like the network building it for my own business. It's like, okay, how am I going to use safely? How am I going to use hostly? How am I going to use noiseware? Like, how am I going to plug these into my own business? Um, not only talk the talk on the show, but then walk the walk and say like, I'm actually implementing these tools um, was really cool. And then having this other opportunity pop up was amazing. I was like, are you guys sure? Like, they're like, yes, we, we love your stuff. Like we, we, we know, you know what you're talking about. So let's, let's do it. And I was like, all right, 
let's go. So it's been really fun. Can't complain. Man, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, again, congratulations on that. Um, just an outstanding journey, man, all the way back from uh, the seventh of seven, right? <laughs> to now. And yeah. so if you uh, ask any sisters, they'll be like, Really? Our our dork little brother, they <laughs> they they just like they laugh and we get a good chuckle. Oh, that's great. That's great. So Will, as we close it up, man, um, tell the listeners, um, you know, if they want to reach out to you, I know you're going to be traveling like crazy and, and doing your thing, but if they just want to reach out to you or, or even, you know, um, you know, maybe support in, in the podcast or anything like that, like what's the best way for them to uh, connect with you? Yeah. Um, I'm really active on LinkedIn, love LinkedIn a lot. And then also the podcast website is where everything lives. So slicktalkthepodcast.com where you find me on LinkedIn at will with one L and it's uh, will slickers on LinkedIn. And I'm, I'm pretty active on there and always, no matter how busy I am, if I don't get a response, if I don't respond right away, I will respond uh, because I, I, I love this industry. This is why I live and breathe. I really have no personal life. Like you, you, all my friends and, and, and out, uh, outside podcasts and work activities usually involves hospitality in some way or form. So, uh, I, I love this stuff and always willing to connect. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, we certainly appreciate having you on the show and, um, and you know, we'd love to have you back in the future to kind of tell us where you're at. Uh, but folks, you've listened to another episode of the hospitality cash flow podcast, and, uh, we will definitely see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week to learn more about using real estate for hospitality cash flow. If you received value from this episode, please leave a rating and review. This helps the show reach more listeners. We truly appreciate your support.